Hey, good morning and welcome to Breakthrough Walls. I'm Ken Walls and I'm your host. And I have Dave Daly, the monster motivator, monster motivator on the show today. So stay with us. This is going to be fun. Here we go. Let me bring Dave on. Dave, welcome to the show, man. Ken, how are you, pal? Dude, I'm great, man. It's great to have you on here. Hey, I'm ready. Man. I'm ready to get motivated. I listen, man. I appreciate the invite. I feel the energy. Let's yeah. get this baby rolling. Yeah. Hey, I was watching you as you were watching the video. I saw you saw you smile when you saw me and and uh, Gittimer and Grant on there. <laughs> I, I I did, and you know, one of the that's funny you say that because when I saw your intro and it says, you know, break through the walls. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's been my message from day one: is identifying and learning how to crush through those fear barriers. So it's the same. Same yeah. thing, right? It's it's understanding. Yeah. That's why I wrote my book, Fearless is Bullshit. It's about learning how to identify, break through those fears so you can get on the other side and learn how to become courageous. So you, I, I love that, man. And we're going to, we'll, I want to address that because, uh, but we're going to back up here yeah. in a minute. But, yeah. but I, I think people that say you got to be fearless, like, dude, everybody has fear. Everybody. It's you, it's you gotta learn how to confront it. And and you know, I where I grew up, I grew up and we were talking about this before we went on live. I grew up on the east. I'm in San Diego, right? Yeah, but I grew yeah. up on the East Coast, Jersey. My family's from South Philly. And we, you know, I grew up in a very, very masculine, macho world, right? So yeah. even as a little kid, if you show fear, there must be something wrong, right? You yeah. must be broke. As I became an adult and started to look back, I thought, you know what? That's actually wrong. That's the worst advice. See, fear is a feeling just like love, just like joy, just like anger. What do you do with it, right? How do you handle it? How do you address it to get on the other side of that fear to become courageous? And I'm such a fan of the word courage because those three, those three words, core, come from the inside. See, it comes from here. And when you yeah. can learn how to be courageous, you won. Uh, dude, I totally agree with that, man. People people don't. I, I, and I mean, I talk about this all the time, man. Like you got you to gotta realize that it doesn't make you messed up if you have fear. Whew. I mean, we, we uh, dude, I, I, you've been through it in life. I've been through it. Like we all have fears. And people try to be like, there's something wrong with me because I feel fear. <laughs> it's the truth, right? You're yeah, right. It's, yeah. it's, and that's part of, you know, the human, this whole journey, because yeah. way back in the day, we know that fear kept us safe. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I just did a post this morning about the biggest fear everyone has bar none is the fear of being judged. Right. And I just did a post this morning and said, you judge. I judge. We all judge every single day. That's what we do. But your only job, here's the hack for that. Your only job, Ken, is to yeah. make them accurate. Yeah. Just be you. Yeah. Right? Just make them accurate. Now it takes all the Love pressure that. off. Love that. I was I, I had fear this morning. I was like, should I shave? <laughs> is he gonna judge me if i don't shave <laughs> it's friday man i'm not shaving look so, at me man look at me <laughs> I, know, I know right so 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 dave so you grew up in 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 south philly like in, in, well my family's from south philly so i had aunts and uncles my mom was raised in south philly uh she was actually raised uh, so let me take it back um, I know backstage, I told you, I was going to take you back to day one, right? Yeah, let's go, man. So go back. I was um, put up for adoption at birth. The first yeah. 18 months of my life, I was in an orphanage in North Philly. And 
at that 18 month mark, I got adopted by two amazing, amazing human beings. And I'm so blessed and fortunate that they were two generations ahead. So when they adopted me, they were in their middle 40s. So I was raised by that World War II generation, right? Uh, My dad was 82nd Airborne, World War II. And they both had the same philosophy. Lace up your boots, get to work. Nobody wants to hear it, right? So that was my, that's how I was raised. Um, So they were like my grandparents' age, right? Yeah. Um, Very blessed with that. And then um, left back in the second grade, diagnosed with ADD, said I had a learning disorder, never graduated high school. At 19, I'm sitting in a jail cell looking at eight to 10 if things don't go my way. So that's the first 19 years of, of this wild ride. And I tell people, Ken, and I mean this with every fiber of my being. I will put my real world resume up in the last 54 years up against anybody, anybody. And the reason I say that, Ken, with such conviction is because it maps back to what I talk about, the fear of being judged. And when you can look back on your journey and embrace that, yeah. Share that. Bring that to the table. Now you become bulletproof. Dude, so uh, this this is crazy, man. We have some things in common. I walked out of high school in 12th grade. They said um they said they called me and, "Hey, you didn't get a biology credit in 10th grade." I said, "Yeah, that was that was a stupid class. I hated that class. Like, let's, let's, what's the, what's the, the, well, you need that to graduate. That's the rules. And I'm like, well, your rules are stupid. <laughs> and I walked out. Right. I'm like, this it's, is stupid. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's so interesting, man. How, um, when you, when you, when I, when I used to speak on stages before this craziness happened, you wouldn't, you wouldn't believe the people after I shared my story at the end that would come up. CEOs of multi-million dollar companies would say, oh my God, my son is going through that now. Or I, I, I thought I was the only one. Or man, that really connected with me. People that you would yeah. never think, right? Looking from the outside in, yeah. um, uh, speaking. So yeah, yeah. love it. Dan Dan wants me to show off my tats. <laughs> I don't have any, man. I've ne- I just I've never gotten one, man. Yeah, yeah, we might still get them there. <laughs> <laughs> I call I called a buddy of mine, Brad Modrich, yesterday. I don't know if you know Brad or not, but I called him. I said, "Hey, bro, what are you doing?" He's like, "Well, right now I'm sitting in a tattoo chair." I said, "What is it with you guys and your tats, man? You're like addicts. Like once you get one, you gotta like." Ask, listen, ask me where I'll be at 12 o'clock on Sunday. <laughs> That's it, bro. That's I'm in the awesome. chair, man. I'm in the chair. That's yeah. funny, dude. So so go back to, to um because, you know, there, there were times when I was a kid I wanted to be adopted. But, but you know, like go back to, um go back to that, man. Like you did it, did it, did that oh. create any... Okay, that's awesome. I love it. I love this did, question. Did, did, did it create any like feelings of less than? Well, no, actually, Ken, that's. I love this question because I'm going to be able to, I'm going to be able to edify the right people. Okay, so yeah. growing up, and you might be able to understand this right from what you just shared with me. Yeah. Growing up, I grew up in a push pull environment. Here's what I mean by that. The professionals and everyone look at my fingers here, right? The professionals with all the degrees on the wall said I must be broke, right? Yeah. There must yeah. be something wrong with him because he can't learn in that cookie cutter mode. But my mom, my mom never, ever bought into that. And my mom was she was the definition of unconditional love. And can I test it out unconditional plenty of times? <laughs> she was my ride or die. And when I tell you that she was supposed to be my mom from day one, I mean that she was an absolute savage 
Mm. She was a savage. She used they used to bring her into um, you know, the teacher parent, and then the then they had me, they pulled me out of class and try and evaluate me, figure out what's wrong. And not one time did she ever waver and she said, He's a little boy, right? Mm -hmm. He's a little boy. He loves being outside, he loves doing things that are physical. That's who he is. And she never once bought into that. And this is when I tell you a savage, she was separated from her brothers and her family as a little girl and was raised in um, in foster care. Wow. And all she wanted was a family and she couldn't have children. So she adopted, my brother was 10 years older. My sister was five years older. And then I came along. Um, and so three, she wanted three kids and when I, my, my, when I was old enough to understand, she told me I was adopted. She told me that she would uh, support me if I ever wanted to find my biological parents, my biological family. And Ken, not one time. And, and so let me share this. This is going to put wow. it all together. I'm gonna, this is going to put it all together. So I was married and together with my ex-wife for 17 years. She was 19. I was 23. We grew up together, right? Yeah. And the first time she met my parents, she said she was over for the weekend. And she said to me, the first night, she goes, I thought you told me you were adopted. I said, yeah, I was adopted. She goes, when I talked to your mom, she goes, when I had my David. See, wow. was never, ever, never even entered any of our minds that we weren't blood related and understand something up and still to this point, Ken, I don't know anybody that I share blood with, but she was wow. always, always supposed to be my mom. And my wow. ex-wife used to, used to always bring it up. Don't you want to see? Cause she was more curious than I was. And I said, one of the things for me, Ken is why my parents were still alive. I know it wouldn't even be an option, right? Yeah. It just wouldn't. It was, a, wow. I just would never disrespect them. Here's what's interesting. Since they passed, I still have zero interest. Now, if somebody contacts me, I have no problem meeting them, right? Yeah, I right, have right. No interest in in doing that because of how she raised me. Un yeah. Just complete unconditional. One more thing that'll wrap this up and really give you give you guys a context of who she was. I finally got them out here in San Diego. They're born and raised in Philly. My dad said, are you out of your mind? Don't drink. He goes, not only am I not going out there, don't drink the water out there. Warm, <laughs> right? So I finally got them out here, right? Yeah. In 2011. No, 2013. Two weeks into it, I get them in the retirement community in San Marcos. I call my mom. I go, Ma, she's 80, 80? seven years old, maybe, right? At yeah. the time. I yeah. call her up. I go, Ma, how's it going? She goes, oh my God, I love it out here. I feel like I'm on vacation every day. And she says, we're doing water aerobics three times a week. <laughs> then she says, then I call her another time. She, you ready, Ken? This is the only forgot truth, I swear to God. I go, she's five foot, 100 pounds on a good day. Savage, oh. savage, <laughs> right? Here's, I call her up one day. It's a Wednesday afternoon. I go, Ma, what are you doing? She goes, listen, I can't talk right now. I'm busy. I go, what? Go, what are you doing? She goes, I got to take Mary, the elderly lady, down the hall to the doctors. I go, elderly? How old is she? She's 94. Oh, my God. Ab absolutely wow. savage. Wow, dude. Blessed. When I say blessed. Now, here's what's interesting. You ready? Wow. My dad, we yeah. couldn't be any polar opposite. He, <laughs> he was the guy, right, that did always did everything right. Right. Yeah. So at 18 years old, he gets drafted. He's in World War II for four years, comes yeah. home, gets a job two days later to support his family, worked wow. for the same company, the railroad, for 32 years, wow. went to work every day at the same time, took the train into the city at the same time. We ate dinner at the same time. But here's here's what's interesting. Right. I always tell people it took him 42 years to stop shaking his head this way. <laughs> but I was blessed, Ken, with an amazing gift. Out of the blue, he says one day, 
I'm, I'm, I'll go back east to, to visit them. They still weren't out here yet. And we're talking. He says, you know, I got to tell you something. I said, what? He says, now this is a man's man, right? Yeah. I said, uh, I said what? He says, uh, I really admire the way you lived your life. You live your life. And I said, what do you mean? Wow. He says, he says, you could build a business. You could sell it. You could move across the country. You could build a business. You could sell it. You could keep moving on. And I, I, I thought, man, I, like I was floored. I said, wow. really? He says, yeah. I said, but you have to understand. I admire the way you lived your life because you built, you gave me a foundation yeah. to be able to let, allow me to become who I am. Wow. And it was unbelievable. And from that point on, Ken, our relationship got so much stronger, so much better. Um, was that was that before they 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 came out to San Diego? Yeah, so what happened was so I, I I've been I came out here in 2008 and I've been working them because I'm the youngest, but I've always been home base. So yeah. before I moved out to San Diego, when I was married, they lived with us. Right. I've always been home base. Right. Yeah, and um, yeah. uh, I would my dad was like, you must be out of your mind. You think I'm right. They just are so old. But yeah. here's what happened. I fly back one time again, 2012. I yeah. fly back and all of a sudden I ever I'm there and he keeps asking me about SoCal. He keeps asking me about San Diego. And after a little while I go, wait a minute, are you thinking about moving? Well, oh, God, I don't know. So I found out what happened. Those two were talking one night together. My yeah. dad says to my mom out of the blue, he says, her name's Grace. He goes, Grace, what, what are you going to do if something happens to me? Now, you got to understand, they were together and married 70 years, right? Wow. So my dad says, what would you do if something happened to me first? She said, yeah. I'm blanking out. She goes, I'm going out to California where David is. He'll take care of me. <laughs> and then what happened was they start to think about, right? They're in their 80s. Yeah. Right? And they just, they knew that they could always, um, they knew that I would always be there for them. Wow. So uh, I'm so blessed. And it's, I, you it, know, it, dude, it reminds my grandfather was in World War II. Reminds me of my, my, my dad's parents, my grand, grandma and grandpa man they were they were like that man they were they were together for i i don't know how long they were married 68 yeah. something it was crazy but you know i i think that you know i i i'd love i i want to i i don't know if i should ask what the hell did you, you do to find yourself looking at eight to ten at 19 years old so but, i love it yeah right? what so would you I do man so, so check this out, Ken. We're going to set this up beautiful. So when I do keynotes, right, and you're the event planner, yeah. I give you something to read. So it's just easier, right, to do the intro. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, so it's uh, Dave Daly, the monster motivator, built and sold three companies in three different industries and also crashed one to the ground, right? So yeah. I have to tell the event planners because I learned the hard way. I had event planners that would skip over that because they felt bad, right? <laughs> that was... Right. So I had to tell, I'd say Ken and I highlighted it right in big bold letters yeah. and I crashed one to the ground. I said, please do not skip over this. Right? <laughs> right. So that would be the intro. So then I did my intro and said, left back in the second grade, blah, blah, blah. And I said, and before I'd move on, I say, and we're going to have plenty of time for Q and A and do not lie. Cause I'm going to know if you're lying by your face. Raise your hands. How many people want to know why I was in jail and what business I crashed in the ground? And they'd be like this. <laughs> <laughs> that's where I got. They go. Oh, that's awesome, dude. I, I love it. Raise them up higher. How many people <laughs> want to know why I was in jail at 19? How many people want to know what business I crashed in the ground and what happened? And they just, that's because that's, right? That's yeah. the connection. That's the real that's it. That's, so that's 19, it, dude. You ready? So at yeah. 19, um, I'm in, you know, obviously I'm from Jersey. Yeah. And uh, my buddy is back from leave from the Marine Corps. And my other buddy, we're at a, uh, it's a Friday night. We're at this party. And he tells us that he has this shore house down the Jersey shore. And let me, 
let me um, let me let everyone know. Make sure everyone's crystal clear. We were the original Jersey Shore crew, not these guys <laughs> they brought in from New York and Rhode Island. We were the original Jersey Shore. So what happened was, me and my buddy from uh, that came, was on leave from the Marines. We met my other buddy down at his shore house that Saturday late afternoon. Long story short, uh, we were out there on his deck on his on the bay um, on his, on his dock, uh, drinking a few uh, cocktails. Uh, gets later into the night. And we decide to go to the clubs, get into an altercation on our way to the clubs. And uh, it went one of the guys and their their crew got the worst end of the deal. And the main guy uh, from their crew was an off-duty cop in that town. Oh. So things didn't go. But when I say I was looking at 8 to 10, if things didn't go my way, here's what I mean by that. That was aggravated assault on a police officer. But the reason it went our way is because they they were we were walking. They were driving. They were drinking and driving. They got out of their vehicle and they approached us. Uh, So that's what that's what saved us. Right. Wow. Um, Yeah, absolutely. Um, Still had to go to jail. Still did some time. But yeah. um, but nothing like my whole life would have been completely, completely different, obviously. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that that's uh, that's what, what it was. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't this guy. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. I, I hear it all the time. I swear. It's so I hear it all the time. They go, you look like Goldberg. You look like Stone Cold. But here's what's interesting. You ready for this? This is the God truth, Ken. I live yeah. in a town called Fogbrook, North County, San Diego. Yeah. Goldberg lived here for 15 years. I'm oh, at man. the deli. He since moved to Texas. Yeah. I'm at the deli one day, and I'm ordering my and I look up. We he's next to me. We both look over and he goes, he goes like this. I go. <laughs> and you know what's interesting? This I, I know people that actually know him. He is the shyest guy you wow. ever met. Yeah. And and wow. the kids in the back cutting the meat, they're yeah. like, oh my God, it's Goldberg. Oh my God. <laughs> so and he they're like, can we get pictures? And I swear to God, he's like, I I I felt bad for him. Like, wow. like he just felt uncomfortable. I was like, here, I'll, I'll jump in for you. Let's do the roll. <laughs> that's freaking awesome dude so 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 okay so here you are at 19 you you you, i'm assuming you didn't do a lot of time but you did you did did. so we did uh, yeah the deal was uh we had to go to we went to court this whole thing right yeah 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 went to trial and my attorney uh after like the fourth or fifth day of trial says hey i cut a deal and and it was whatever uh so it was 15 weekends yeah. Whatever time they so they let us uh, work during the week. Yeah. yeah. Whatever time we, whatever time we uh, got in on Friday, we got out on Sunday. But here was the kicker. So because he was an off-duty cop, word obviously word gets around quick. So when we first went there, now we're nineteen-year-old kids. We first went there. There was ten to fifteen of the biggest, baddest guards there. And the first thing they said, so we're going to get thumbprints and all that, right? Yeah, and get yeah, yeah. In. The first thing, <laughs> they, they're like this. So we hear you like to beat up cops. I go, oh. Oh, shit. I look over. My buddy, his name's Kenny, right? I look over at Kenny. I go, oh, no, dude. And Kenny's, <laughs> his eyes are like this. So then they say to us, you ready? They say to us, it's like my cousin Vinny, right? Oh, they, say to us, they go to us, Ken. Um, they check us in, right? Yeah. They go, uh, hey, we got some uh, bad news for you. Uh, oh, what they, do? They, they said, uh, we have no cells that are open. You have to go. You're going to be in this room. Okay, what's this room? And I walk in, and this room is all full of cots, right? Yeah. These are guys waiting to do state time. These are uh, real, legitimate Wow. Life long, right? I'm talking like Jesus tattoos, biker. Wow. I mean, so we're 19. So now oh my God. They go, so they go like this, you know, the, 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 the guards get a kick out of this, right? <laughs> we're like, 
And my buddy Kenny's, I'm like, just poker face, man. Poker face, right? <laughs> so we walk in and they're like, pick a cot. Whatever cot you pick, that's yours for the weekend. And, and all they do is give us the overalls, right? Uh, Got the orange overalls with the slippers, a cup, and a toothbrush. Oh, my so God. We walk in. I don't know. I, just, I see one cot in the middle of the room. I sit down. I put my stuff on the cot. I didn't see anybody's stuff on there. And I'm sitting on my cot trying to figure out how I got here, right? <laughs> and all of a sudden, this guy sits down next to me. It's honest to God truth. He wound up to be muscle for the mob in South Philly. He oh, my me, God. You know, he says to me, uh, he sits down next to me. He goes, uh, probably in his 30s. He goes, uh, hey. I heard you were, um, you guys are in for beating up the cop. And, and I look at him, looking around the room, and, I, and Kenny's just looking at me. I go, yeah. He goes, all right, good. That that, that saved us. That oh, saved my us. God. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I look over at Kenny. He's like this. Oh, jeez, dude. So yeah. he had your back. They Well, they. what's interesting is they know exactly what everyone's in there for. So as we start to get to know the guys, right? Yeah. We knew. So when new people would come, they knew exactly. I mean, they knew, right? Oh my God, man. Wow. Oh, yeah. And now here's how old school my old man is. You ready? We got the, you know, the last day of the thing, and the, yeah. the, the, the yeah. attorney brings us out into the lobby and says, I got this deal for you guys, right? So we get after that, we get the news. I have to check in that day. It's a Friday. I have to check yeah, in that yeah. day. I go, when does it start? He goes, today. Oh, shit. Okay. So my old man says, now my buddy's here with his dad, right? My old man says to, to, um, to my buddy's dad, all right, listen, I got to go. He'll jump in with you. So I had to get a ride with my buddy's dad. Oh, my God. Yeah. He goes, I'll He's see like, you on Sunday. Good luck. <laughs> Holy crap. So wait now, you said that you were working during the week. Where you had a job. Uh, I was yeah, at that time I was in construction. And okay. I, I share that story too. Once I once I left high school, I had to figure it out, right? And I just knew the only thing I knew was construction, right? Yeah. And and yeah. I wasn't even the I was just the guy that was the laborer. I was yeah. picking up the stuff, dropping it off here. So yeah, that, yeah. that was yeah. my world back then. So, did you end up ever going to college or anything? Oh, did you? No, no. no. no I, I mean, you know, some people were trying to pressure me GED. I'd rather have root canal done than than read. Dude, one that, doesn't that feel? I never got one. It always felt like an admission of failure or something to me. Well, to me, there was here's here's the thing, right? I believe when you have that entrepreneurial DNA and you yeah. can't put a purpose around something yep. I'm you lost me right yeah and if you yep. can't give me a purpose for that yep. right then that's it I'm, I'm done right um Love and, that, dude. yeah man it, it's all yeah. about that so um and then you know another part of my my keynote is called the tommy story right so i had a, a gentleman come into my life that owned and operated a very successful uh, company that sold uh, copiers and fax machines B2B. And Tommy was the kid from the neighborhood that wasn't supposed to make it like me, but he was 15 years older. And when I went in for that first interview, I'm just giving you guys a 30,000 foot view. I looked around and I saw all the people that ran his company had all the degrees on the wall, but yeah. Tommy he was a kid from the neighborhood. So I saw, and he took me under his wing yep. and he taught me and I was doing, you ready for this? Ken, my territory was center city, Philly. I was doing 40 to 50 cold calls a day. I had to bring the cards back to Tommy and then I get on the phone. Right. Wow. And then, yeah. So he taught me how to walk into any business. Yeah. And look you in the eye. Shake yeah. your hand, introduce myself, and get to the decision maker. And he, yep. when I tell you, he, I, I went two weeks with physically with him. It was yeah. just, it was to the wolves, baby. Dude, I literally just said the other day I was interviewing. I forget who it was, and I we were talking about sales, and I said, you know, I think every single high school graduate, anyone coming out of high school, 
for the first two years, you should go out and knock on doors residentially or like go door to door and learn how to communicate effectively with other human beings. I think it, that would be the most valuable it, thing anybody could do. It's what now I'm out here in, in, in on the West coast. Right. Yeah. And I'm not religious. I'm spiritual and all that stuff. But yeah. uh, these Mormons, they're savage. Yeah. They got these kids. <laughs> not, they're unbelievable. They, I know they are un, they, they are bulletproof. I see people yelling at them. I, you know, and they, they just, dude, I, I have so many friends that are Mormon. It's insane. One of my good friends, like yesterday, he's like, buddy, you ready to get baptized yet? I said, I've been baptized, bro. <laughs> like, but I, I agree with you, man. I think that these, that the, the learning how to sell, learning, and it's not learning how to con, it's learning how to yeah. sell, to communicate with people and not, and, and, and facing that fear, man, what I've knocked on tens of that. I don't even know how many doors residentially and B2B. And dude, when you, when, when you hear a Rottweiler going off inside, as soon as you knock on the door, a, a whole different part of your brain kicks in. <laughs> like it's, it's so here's the other thing too. One of the, and you're going to love this, Ken. One of the things I, I learned right out of the gates with Tommy, right. Is. And let me give you, let me give you guys a little visual of Tommy. Okay. I'm in this interview. I have no idea what I'm even doing there. Scared to death. Don't know what to say. The, the, the general manager, I'm just going, yeah, 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 yeah. All of a sudden he stops the interview and he says, I'll be right back. I'm sitting in this big office like this, Ken. Wow. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm like shaking. Yeah. All of a sudden the door opens. Here comes um, Mike, the, the general manager right behind him. This guy, Tommy, right? Let me give you, here's Tommy. He's a combination of Joe Pesci and uh, and, and what's his name? He's got a short, stocky, beautiful Italian suit. And he's one of those guys that all he has to do is look at you, right? And wow. you just know. Yeah. He goes, he goes uh, I heard a lot about you, kid. I wanted to meet you. And I'm like this. And then, and then as... As the as the interview went on, after ten minutes, he just goes, "Be here tomorrow morning, eight o'clock. Be ready to sell." I'd sell. He took me out for two weeks, I, I, and I, I all I did, Ken, is just follow him around like a puppy dog. He goes, yeah. "Just watch what I do. Listen to what I say." And I'm like, "Okay, all right, all right." That was my that was my training, and then yeah. he just threw me, threw me to the wolves, right? And yeah. that, but here's what I, here's what I learned. You ready? Yeah. Tommy knew right away, intuitively, that he knew how to leverage me. So check this out. Here's what he'd tell me. Go listen to me, kid. Here's what you do. Just get. He goes because the the goal was to get the the copier machine yeah. Yeah. in their place so they could try it. Yeah. Right. Right. All I need you to do is one thing. I go, what? He goes, get the decision maker and get one of these machines so they can try it. I go, I know, Tommy, but I don't know. I don't even know how to turn this thing on. You don't have to worry about it. I would make the call. Yeah, yeah, they want the machine. He would have all the tech guys go out there. And then he told me, just, just build the relationship. So now my job was. I'm selling, I'm trying to sell you this, Ken. I have no idea how to even turn this thing on, right? And I quite honestly, I don't even care. I didn't even know what a fax machine was before I went there. I go, wait a minute, you put this paper in, it goes to them, right? So Tommy goes, oh my God. He goes like this, right? So, but here's what he said. You just, I would just talk to you. We would keep the communication while the tech guys are telling them what, yeah, this thing does a hundred million copies and it flips it over and it's stapled. And, and, and so then, then you would look at me, I go, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I guess, I, I guess it does. What he told me to do. He goes, <laughs> just get the appointments, kid. Yeah. Wow, dude. So how long did you do that? I did that with him probably six months. You ready? You know what my second one job was? <laughs> So at the time I met my ex-wife and she was still in college and she says, what do you actually do? I said, well, right now I'm doing outside sales. She goes, well, 
what are you doing? I said, hey, why don't you come with me for a day? So I took her in the city, right? Wow. Took her on the train for the first time. 19-year-old kid, right? She's, I go, I'm, you ready? I got a box, a, a, a cardboard box full of those knockoff perfumes. Oh my so God. I would go into the, I, so I would say to her, because I, I was doing this, right? And I would say to her, um, listen, Michelle, don't let them see you because I'm trying to sell to the women, right? Yeah, yeah. So I said, don't let them see you, but stand in the back, right? In the, in the, so we yeah. go to these, these 40, 50 story buildings. I go to the top floor and work my way down. I'm spraying them. I got, I got the women in there. And um, she goes, oh my God. She goes, I can't tell my mom. <laughs> <laughs> How did you get past security in those buildings? It's, you got to work it, right? Yeah, so it, again, you, you, I, I learned it through Tommy, right? Yeah, what yeah. you need to do to get to the decision maker. <laughs> and it was usually with the perfume, it was easier because usually it was the, um, I could get through the to the guards. They were easy. Yeah. But now the, the, the receptionist. The gatekeeper. That, Right. So, yeah. so with the perfume, it was a little yeah. bit easier than, than the copy machines, right? Yeah. Uh, so that's it. Uh, she goes, oh, my God. I don't. You I can't tell my mom. <laughs> you sold perfume. And you did that every day. Oh, yeah, man. I, it's, wow. Yeah, it's just You just. And again, but because Tommy taught me the skills, right? Yeah, right. And how to walk into any. I'm going to, so this is the honest to God truth. We were, I worked with him uh, for two weeks. We're in our second week. We go into the city and he says, Hey, we're going to, we're going to work this building. It's 45 story glass building in the center city. And we go all the way to the top floor and there's an attorney's office that's so big, Ken, that they occupy the first, I think, three or four floors, right? The suite and all that. So we walk out of the out of the uh, elevator, and I just follow him like a puppy dog, like I have been for two weeks, right? So we walk up to the to the Kenny. It, it's so big they have four receptionists. These girls are answering phones. Blah, 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 blah. So I follow him up to the big uh, desk with all these girls. They got headphones on, right? Yeah. And he, as we walk up, I look over and he's gone. The girl goes, can I help you? I, uh, uh, <laughs> she goes, now I'm on her nerves, right? She goes, can I help you, right? I go, um, uh, uh, my name's Dave. I'm with her uh, business. She grabs my card and gives me a card of the guy, right? Yeah. I'm like, now I got this card. She goes, yeah. you need to talk to him. And then gets back on, right? And now all four of them are they're answering calls. I'm like this. I'm shaking. I turn oh, around and I go, where's Tommy? Where's Tom? I walk into the lot out into the hall. He's leaning against the elevator. He goes, I go, Tommy, what happened? Where were you? He goes, ah, 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 ah. He goes, I knew you'd do it, kid. And that that was the training. Yeah. And then from that point on, uh, he just, I went by myself. Dude, baptism by fire, dude. Oh, That's and his, freaking awesome. He, he loved to tour. He was, uh, uh, he had a pretty <laughs> sick sense of humor. <laughs> That's awesome. So where, okay. So you, you obviously, you don't sell perfume anymore. So, <laughs> no, where, no. so where, where did, where did things go from, from there? I mean, you're selling perfume that, that doesn't well, seem like a long-term yeah, that that was yeah no that wasn't that wasn't the big career move right yeah, um, right so interesting so then I real you know again Tommy let me understand and help me understand that I could do a lot more than just be a laborer in construction yeah and Ken when I tell you I was in the Iron Workers Union in Philly I was in the Laborers Union I did roofing framing brickwork block work um uh, I was. Uh, on cruise doing uh, asphalt, right? Before I met Tommy. Wow. So that, you know, anyway. Um, That's legit. Yeah. So then I, I, uh, me and my ex-wife, we're together, you know, we're, we're living together and, um, and it's time, you know, I need to start, you know, figuring this out. Right. Yep. I'm in my yep. early twenties. So I answer an ad in the, uh, the help one. And obviously that's before, uh, uh, yeah. the internet, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I answer an ad and it's for 
selling um, some sort of like school um, for, I don't know, I forget what it was, like uh, uh, welding or something like that. So it was an, yeah. it was an inside outside position. Yeah. Um, and then I had another opportunity with my buddies, my best friend's dad, who had a public adjusting firm and he was looking for some outside sales reps. So long story short, everyone in my inner circle says, oh, you need to go to this. You need to try and get this job because it's got it's got salary. It's got benefits. So I went to that interview, completely killed it. I mean, got killed. Right. They yeah, didn't want anything yeah. to do with me. Right. Unpolished. Right. Never. Right. They, they yeah. I didn't have the credentials. I left there, went to my buddy's dad's place. He goes, listen, here's what I need you to do. Blah, blah, blah. So I became an outside sales rep for him on straight commission. And wow. from that point on. I realized that that's my world because I'm not micromanaged. Let me do my thing. And uh, and his training was this. It was like, Tommy, oh, you, your cars are coming in a week. It was so raw, right? That So but for people that don't know, this is a true story. People that don't know, um, a public adjuster is a uh, – is licensed and bonded in the state that they live in, or they do yeah. business in, to represent uh, uh, homeowners against the insurance company, like a personal uh, yeah. injury lawyer. Yeah. So yeah. I'm an outside sales guy getting them claims. This is how this is how the training went. I go in to this house, I find, and I'm getting paid by the claim now, right? So the more claims wow. I can find, the more money I make. I call, I go, Joe, I got the, I got the claim. I go to this. I go to his office. I show him the claims. He goes, "No, no. There's only one claim. It's under this pearl." I had like four contracts signed. Yeah. I'm like, no, I got four claims. That was that was my training. Oh, he goes, "No, oh, knucklehead." Man. He goes, "It's all under one uh, one pearl." So then, oh. so I did that uh, with him and another company for years, a few years, straight commission. If I didn't, if I didn't bring it in, I didn't eat. This was the early '90s. And my last two years with them, I did a, uh, 144000 and 150000 uh sales, right? My commission. My gross. Back then, wow. Right? Wow. Was that, so then I opened my own company. Had yeah. that for five years from 95 to 2000 in Philly. Sold that. Started a fire restoration business from 2000 to 2007 wow. with my business partner. Built that. Sold my half. Moved to San Diego. I had no idea what business I was going to do, but I um, uh, I bought a struggling sports nutrition store in November 2008 in, in wow. the crash. Yeah, yeah good time. Never had a retail business. No idea, right? But <laughs> I just knew that if I, I hustled yeah. and had this plan. And here, you ready? Here's how I crunched the numbers on a napkin. I, I crunched it. I said, That's it, all right. Dude. So within uh, a year and a half, we tripled the numbers. And by wow. 2012, it made sense to flip it. Then in 2013, I opened up another fire restoration business out here, and I still have it today. You know, I, I think that – so which business crashed? Which one did you crash so, into the ground? So I, I opened up my fire restoration business in 2013, got that built, created momentum, and 2000, the end of 2014, I had this brilliant idea of uh, opening up a restaurant. Whew. Brilliant, oh. right? Never had. So um, it was a burger joint in Southern California here. So from the end of 2014 to the beginning of 2015, and then I had to, to cut. No investors, everything by myself, still have my fire restoration business, wow. but went through. So once I realized that I had to close that, to stop the bleeding, yeah. went through a bankruptcy and just, uh, so 2015, you ready? Um, beginning of 2015, the first quarter, closed up shop, went through, uh, start the, went through a bankruptcy, never went through that in my life, had to re- Vive my fire restoration business because I wasn't putting, I had so much invested in the, in the restaurant. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now bring that back around to the fourth quarter of 2015. My dad gets diagnosed with throat cancer, has a month to live. I'm yeah. 
actually hospice for him, giving him his his uh, morphine and his thing. And then uh, two months later, my mom passes uh, of a stroke. Right. Oh so God, that's why I say if, if I'll put my my real world resume up with anybody. But I have to say yeah. something, Ken. Wow. Those th that window of time with my parents, the gifts that life gave me were unbelievable. Yeah. Let me share that. If, if we have time, I'd love to share this. Yeah, we got dude, we, It's the Internet and my show. We'll go all day if you want. I don't care. Here, here it is, dude. So he gets diagnosed with uh, throat cancer. He's a month away from his 92nd birthday. Okay. The doctor comes to me and said, now we have him in the hospital. You know, he's got all the two, you know, all the wires yeah. in him, ornery yeah. as ever. Right. And he's, yeah. and the doctor brings me out into the hallway and says, Hey, we got the results. It's terminal. It's throat cancer. We have one of two things. We could go in surgery or we can make him as comfortable as ever. I said, listen, doc, it's not my decision. So we yeah. walk in, he's propped up. And I said, hey, the doc has some news for us. He says, yeah, all right, what is it? He says, here, he says, John, here's the diagnosis. Here's your two options. He didn't even blink an eye. He goes, doc, I came into this world natural. I'm leaving natural. So doctor just, I go, that's a World War II generation, right? So now we're getting him. So everyone leaves. It's me and him in the room. And he says, listen, he goes, I just have one request. I said, what? He says, I don't want to die here. He says, I want to go home. I said, all right. Deal, right? He wouldn't even wow. take their bed. They have like a hospital bed. He goes, I got my own bed. That's how he's ornery as ever, right? Wow. So he, so now I'm getting everything prepared with hospice to get him yeah. back, right? Yeah. And my mom has been with him. She's 89. She's been with, or 90. She's been with him for two weeks. Only went home to get a shower, slept there, everything, right? Wow. I'm telling you, ride or die. So now I get her. I get her home to get him to go back and get him right and yeah. get everything set up for hospice. I'd never been through this in my life. Right. I have no idea. Yeah. I'm getting ready to leave to, to go back and get him. And I can just feel something's off. Right. Mm. And I said to my mom, I'm in the kitchen. I go, ma, I go, what's the matter? You? And she just ran at me, hugged me and started to cry. Right. And then she looks up at me. I told you five foot, a hundred pounds on a good day, right? She looks up at me and she goes, I'm sorry. I go, are you kidding me? I said, if anybody earned that, I said, you did. And I just, I just grabbed her and I go, I just look her in the eyes. I go, I got you. Wow. I got you. And I saw that little girl come right that the, the mm. relief on her face, Ken, I have the chills. The you just gave me her, chills, dude. Ken, the relief on her, the, her face was absolutely priceless. I go, I got you. Don't worry. Now I go back to get my dad. It's just me and him in the room. He's all propped up. And I said, uh, I go, hey, I got a question for you. It was what? I said, it's only me, you and the walls. It never has to leave this room. It was what? I said, um, I said, you're a month away from your 92nd birthday. He says, yeah. I said, um, do you have any major regrets? kind of looked at me. Wow. He looks out and there's a window. He looks out in the window and he looks back at me and he goes, no. I go, you won. He goes, what? I go, you won. I go, you won this thing called life. Wow. And Kenny looks at me and he smiles and he goes, I did. He goes, wow. You won. So then we wow. get him back, right? Now, you ready? <laughs> I feels all over my entire now, freaking Now you ready? Now you ready? He went out on his shield, my man. So check this out. So now he passed Black Friday, the day after Thanksgiving, 2015. Yeah. So now my girlfriend at the time, her mom comes in from Vegas and my mom, because they're all trying to take care of him, right? Now yeah. he's getting to the end. So yeah. it's a, so I I uh, I was working. I come up from Chula Vista and I walk in and all the women are jumping through hoops for him, right? Just making him comfortable, whatever he has to do. And he's real pretty weak at this time, so his head's down. So I walk over, and he looks at me, and his eyes light up, and he puts his hand out, right? He grabs my hand. He goes, oh, thank God you're here. I go, what's the matter? Now, these, these girls are doing everything, whatever he wants, yeah. right? 
They're yeah. walking on water for this guy. Yeah. He holds my hand and he goes, thank God you're here. I go, what's the matter? He goes, these women, they don't shut up. <laughs> <laughs> he went out on his shield, right? Dude, he went out on his awesome. I go, what's the matter with you? I go, they're jumping through hoops. I know, but they don't shut up. They're driving me wow. crazy. And so, wow. so he went out on his shield. And then I got this last, last one. So these are gifts, right? That yeah. life has given me. Yeah. Now, my mom... I get a call from the retirement community. It's a Friday afternoon. I'm coming up from down by the border again. And I get a call from the lady that runs it. She goes, hey, oh, I'm glad I got you. I'm in traffic now. It's a Friday afternoon. She says, yeah. look, we have a little problem. I said, what's the matter? She said, your mom is having, she can't feel her legs. I go, what? Mm. What do you mean she can't feel her legs? I go, well, take her to the hospital. She's refusing to go. I go, well, you got to be kidding. I go, listen. I'll be there in about an hour, right? I'm in traffic. Ready? This is the honest to God truth. Oh, my God. I get there. I'm running in. There <laughs> she is on the couch um, in the lobby with all her lady friends. Yeah. I go, Mom. She goes, hey, I'm over here. I go, what are you doing? She goes, I guess I can't feel my legs. I go, <laughs> I go. Well, then let's get you to the hospital. She goes, I guess, okay. So the lady's oh. like, we've been trying to get her to the hospital. So now, this is the honest to God truth, man. <laughs> We get her in the ambulance. The ambulance is parked right out front. We get her in the ambulance. The doors are wide open. She's propped up in the bed. And she goes, hey. I said, Ma, listen, I'll, I'm getting my truck. I'll be at the hospital. I'm going to follow yeah. the ambulance. Yeah, no problem. Close the door. But when she got into the hospital, she went into a coma, never woke up. But I believe she waited for me <sighs> to, to get there. Yeah. Oh my and, God, dude! And, you know how many times you've given me chills. This and, and, and here's the other thing, right? So I always say knowledge is unorganized information. That that knowledge is wisdom. I don't buy that. Wisdom is the real power. And here's what I learned from that. So when my mom went into the coma, uh, and and then she was in and out of consciousness, they said, "Well, what do you want to do?" I said, "Listen, we're not taking them home." Because I went through that. I didn't realize that hospice was only 12 hours, not 24. I was the other 12. Uh, I said, we're going to make her as comfortable as we can here. And the <laughs> nurses start to laugh. <laughs> Listen, this is over my pay grade, guys. I'm not uh, hospice. So I, I literally had to give my dad his morphine and his anxiety. And just here was my goal. Here was my job, Ken, just to keep his, his dignity, right? So yeah. he had to go to the bathroom. I'm carrying him. I'm yeah, making yeah, yeah. sure that everything's yeah. done for yeah. him. But when I realized that, I go, wait a minute. The girls from hospice goes, hey, listen, we're going. I go, wait, wait a minute, where are you going? They go, well, we only have 12 hour shifts. I thought this wow. is 24. Oh, yeah. So, so, but the but the gifts that life gave me, the ultimate gift, Ken, was I. Life gave me the chance to show my parents that I was there for them. Yeah. Like they were there for me. That's and awesome, that's dude. that's the truth. That is the absolute truth. And, and and so you're still running a fire restoration business. Yeah. You're 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 um now did you did you I'm I'm just curious, did you bring your did you bring your parents back to Jersey for or are they out? Are they did you bury them out there? Well, so yeah, so what happened was we had a ceremony here. And uh, this, is, this is how old school my dad is. I was going to say, yeah. This is how old school he already had No, no, check this out. So he's a, so he's a vet, right? 82nd yeah. Airborne. So they already oh, have their, their plots in the in the military thing. But yeah. in his original thing, in his yeah. will, yeah. you know, we're going to fly the bodies back, yeah. right? Right. Or in his case, the body. And my mom was still alive, right? Yeah. At the time. So I said to my dad, I go, because uh, we knew we had about a month ago. I said, um, I said, you do know that there's a big difference in cost, which is no problem. Just so you know, there's a big difference, right? Because he wanted to make sure my mom was going to be okay, right? Yeah, right, right. So he, and he was really good with it. I mean, frugal and, you know, just old school, right? Yeah, Very good yeah. with, his, with his finance. Yeah. So I said to him, do you still want the your body to be flown out. Here's the difference or cremation. When I told him the difference in the price, all right, just do the cremation. We're good. <laughs> so, so they both like, they, oh yeah. Dude, yeah. And, and it was easier for me. 
right? Now he he was he didn't even blink an eye. He goes, Oh my god, what? he goes like this. He goes, he goes, they want to charge me. What? I go, no, they're not I go, listen, listen. And then and then I swear to God, Ken, in the hospital, he had bought this like long-term insurance policy like 30 years ago. He goes, well, it's finally paying for itself. I go, I go, you're oh. unbelievable. I go, you're unbelievable. You're unbelievable. <laughs> All the way to the end, I swear to God. When he learned the price difference, he goes, they're oh. out of their mind. Oh, my goes, God. crazy. I said, well, I'm just telling you. <laughs> Dude, that's, holy <laughs> you know what, though? I think, it, and, and you know, I mean, this is, it's been a few years, obviously, but, you you know, the, the fact that you, you know, the, the, these, these people were, were angels in your life at, a, at, from the beginning. And, wow. and, and, and literally, I think, you know, set a foundation for you. That's un unbreakable, man. Like it's, it's, wow. it's incredible. And you talk about it with such uh the fact that you're not, not tearing up as you talk, like it's, oh, it's no, impressive. This, this, these are gifts. No, yeah, no. I know. I know. These are like, absolute gifts. It's incredible, dude. It's incredible. No. My so so. Let me ask you a question because I asked this of 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 everybody that's on the show. I you know I had Andy Frisella on the show too. Oh, awesome. Um, yeah, he's a uh, dude's a badass. So, yeah. but but you know, what do you think? And this is in your opinion. And I'm going to tell you first. The number one answer is fear. Yeah. So so you have to do better. <laughs> I'm kidding. So what do you think stops people from achieving number one, financial success in life? And number two, freedom, real joy, freedom, happiness. Lack of planning. Wow. And, and when you map that back, that goes back to what do you actually want? See, so many people will can tell you what they don't want. Yeah but they have such a hard time telling you what they do want. And one of the hacks that I learned a long time ago from a mentor of mine is so, so because we know that as the human race, right? Yeah. So just write down on the left side of that paper, what you don't want on the right side, do the write the polar opposite of that and then throw that left-hand side out because it's, and here's what, here's the other mm -hmm. thing it maps back to Ken is clarity. Clarity creates power. When you're unsure, you're weak, right? Because Amen. there's so much uncertainty. But when you have clarity, it creates power. And clarity creates power. Power creates momentum. Dude, that's freaking so powerful, man. That's so it's powerful true. and true. It's true. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, years ago, um, my wife and I opened up our first office. We had just met. So we thought, um, you know, we just met, started dating. We should work together. <laughs> Terrible idea. But anyway, um, so, and I remember, um, this dude that worked for me, I, I only had a few employees and, and this guy, this guy's way bigger than I am. He comes walking in my office and I'm on a phone call. He goes, Hey, uh, there's some dude out in the parking lot looking in your, in your, in your windows of your SUV. And I'm on the phone. I go, dude, well, Tell him to get the hell out of here. You're bigger than I am, dude. Why? Are you he's like, he's got it blocked with his tow truck. And I'm like, oh, shit. Damn it. And, and I can remember, Dave, in that moment, I'm standing in the parking lot at my office with my employees standing around me watching the repo guy take my car. And it was the most humiliating freaking moment of my life. And I, I can remember thinking there was a fleeting moment where I was like, what's the point of being on this planet? I, I, I don't, why do I don't even want to be here? Like, this is bullshit. Like I, I I've worked so hard and, and, got, and to have this humiliation happen. And, and so, you know, for the people that are, are, are 2020 caused a lot of problems and well, the pandemic caused 2020 is innocent. It's the pandemic, but, but so, what about the people who are barely hanging on? Maybe they just had a car repoed. They can't pay their electric bill. They think they, they feel like I've done everything. I don't know what to do. It's all falling apart. What do you say to that person to, to help them through to the next moment? You, you know what? It's the, uh, you focus on 
what's going to get you closer to what you want versus further away, right? And then when you do that on a daily basis, you start adding up those base hits. Instead of always trying to figure out how to um, hit those grand slams. And let me give another uh, major life hack mm. on um, the fear of failure, right? Yeah. The fear yeah. of what happens if something goes wrong. So yeah. when I have my uh, restaurant and I decide to close the doors, I have my girlfriend at the time who helped, helped me. You know, she was uh, working with me side by side. I said, Stephanie, close the door, lock the door. We're in the restaurant. I said, turn on your uh, phone. We're going to do a little uh, video for everyone in the community because I own that. And I explain why we close our doors and a whole bit. And, you know, social media, they went crazy. They went wild. Right. Uh, I, the support I had was unprecedented. But people say, how did you bounce back so quick from that? How were you able to get through that? And here's what I tell people. When you have a situation that happens to you in life like that. Or you have a really major decision to make and you're not sure what to do, what to say, how to do this. You ask yourself, and only you can answer this question. You ask yourself, if I didn't do this at this time, or if I don't do this at this time, will I regret it? If your answer is yes, then you made the right choice. And I asked myself, if I didn't move forward with this restaurant at the time, would I regret it? My answer is yes, I'm good. Now I can move on. That's awesome, dude. That's freaking awesome. So so you have, when did you write your book? 2016. You have a copy of it you can hold up? Uh, I actually, I don't think I do have one on me, but it's okay. called uh, Fearless is Bullshit. I'll send you the link. Yeah. Um, I'll put it. So 2016, uh, this is the same book. It's called Knockout Fear in the First Round. But when, once I, my, my message started to evolve, I think it was 2019, I changed the cover, the front and the back cover, and I changed the title to Fearless is Bullshit because I started to find myself using that uh, that phrase so much yeah. in speaking that yeah. I wanted my, so nothing changed on the inside, but, um, yeah. So it's wow. called fearless is bullshit. Um, yeah. Is it, it's on Amazon. Um, it's Amazon and Barnes and Noble.com. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome, yeah. dude. Awesome. Uh, everybody and is, I'm sure it's available from your website, Dave daily mm.com. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. That's awesome, yeah. man. Dave, yeah. and I want to talk to you about something when we hang up here real quick, sure. but I, I want to, I want to say thank you for, dude, I could talk to you all day, man. I, I mean, seriously, your energy, like is it, it's early out there too. I mean, in your energy, you, you seem like you've had a pot of coffee. Well, I've already had my workout. I, so I'm wow. up between uh, four and five every morning without wow. an alarm, with no alarm. Yeah. Wow. I'm a, um, I'm such a morning person. I'm, I'm my routine, right? That's um, again, right? Is it going to get you closer or farther away? Yeah. From what you want. Yeah, that's that's awesome. And, and honestly, if I could say one thing to your people, is first of all, whatever I share, take what works, throw out the rest. If nothing works, throw it all out. Number one. Number two. Lifestyle dictates everything amen dude amen i agree man i agree yeah dave you you freaking rock man i'm 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 so grateful for you man thank you for and we've been friends on facebook for years i know I, I, it, yeah hey. but but it's always the perfect time right that's right whatever yeah. that is yeah and uh if you yeah. would allow me i would love to take this out monster motivator style you ready yeah. Ken, life is asking you a question right now. Do you want to purr like a kitten or roar like a lion? What's your answer? I'm I'm roaring, dude. On three, we're gonna do the most motivated roar. Ready? One, two, three. Ah! <laughs> How much fun is that? That's awesome, dude. I and love it. You ready? 
I got when I went to do when I went to the Bradley's office for him to do my show. All the people that work for him said, "There's no way you're going to get him to do the roar." I go watch, and it was Facebook <laughs> Live, baby. <laughs> That's freaking awesome, dude. That's awesome. Hey, everybody, go to DaveDailyMM.com. I'm sure the book's on there, right? Yep. Get the book. Go to the go get the book. I'm gonna get Dave on an Amazon Live. He doesn't know it yet, but I'm gonna talk to him about it in a second. So hey, everybody go follow this dude. Dave, you rock, man. Thank you for being here. Hang with me. We'll be right back. I'm gonna end this. Thank you to everybody who watched, everyone who shared. Follow Dave Daly everywhere he's going, man. I love your energy, bro. You're Thank changing you, the world. Thank, Thank you, man. You. See you guys.